Yo, what's going on, guys? I am the Geek Slays, and welcome back to the Scuffed Ass Podcast, episode 151. We're back with Jake Talk Sports. How you doing, buddy? I am doing pretty good, man. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Well, as all right as we can be with uh, the world the way it is this day. Yeah, I think that's that's what we have to lead off with, right? We have to talk about Damar. 100%. I mean, I mean... Listen, like I'm, I'm, I, it's just, it's very, very saddening to see. And it's crazy just cause like you never like, I don't know, you, we kind of tend to view football players as having this cushy, perfect life because they play in the NFL and they make millions of dollars and whatsoever. But in reality, life is just as precious for them as it is for any of us. And you know, watching a player virtually die on a football field for a few minutes no, is technically, one of the most terrifying things that you could ever experience as a sports fan. It's even worse. We technically did watch him die. They had to resuscitate yeah. him. That is yeah. not something any of us would ever think we'd see on an NFL football field. We know there's always a chance of it, but no, none of us believed we'd ever actually see something like what happened no. on Monday night. And no. to me, I think, so I don't know. Did I, I've, I know we've talked about this some, but did you play football at, at like what no. level did you? Okay. Okay. So I played through high school. That's uh, that's it. I'm not going to try to lie and say, you know, I played in college. I was really good. No. But to me, the scariest part about that was it was a routine play. Like, that's a, that's a, like, the tackle he went for is a tackle I've made hundreds of times. A tackle anybody who played football at even a high school level has made that exact play hundreds of times and seeing that shit freaked me out. I was fucked up by it. It's just awful. And you know, we're we're hearing decent things about Damar right now, which is really good. Uh, you know, but still just got to keep our thoughts and prayers with him, hopefully you know, at this point, just hopefully he gets to just live life still. Because this is a young dude. Mm -hmm. Like, at this point, it's it's not even about, let's hope he can play again. Let's just hope he gets to see his family again, you know? And, yeah, prayers up to Damar and the Hamlin family. I, I don't know if I want to stay focused on this entirely. It's it's very sad, and it needed to be addressed, but I think it's just going to make us both terribly sad if we just spend an hour talking about that. I'm sure, yes. So here, there's a new report 
talking about specifically the Bills-Bengals game. Now, it is the the biggest report I've seen about it is from Mike Florio. So, got to take that with a very large grain of salt. <laughs> but sure. momentum is building for the cancellation of the Bills-Bengals game. As it should be. Absolutely. Um, I... I'm I, man, like I legitimately don't care if they never play that football game. Uh, right. Like, I don't. I get whatever big implications in the AFC. Boohoo. I don't care. No. Like legitimately, move on with week eighteen. Fine. Give it that yeah. amount of time. Have week eighteen happen the way it happens? I don't know what you're gonna do with their records or what you're gonna do with that. But uh, hey, that football game, it shouldn't be played. I and honestly. I'm glad they didn't do it this week because you saw yeah. the looks on Josh Allen's face, yeah. on Joe Burrow's face. If if they had gone out there and played 15 minutes after that incident, we would have seen one of the absolute just most depressing, yep. meaningless football games we've ever watched in our lives because they wouldn't care. Yep, 100%. And, I mean, while that game did have huge implications, I think – None of that matters, though it will be interesting. The uh, I don't I don't want this to sound awful, but the one thing that is awful about missing that game is the Bengals are now officially out of the running for the one seed, which is terrible for them. But I think they get it. I you know. I don't think they get it. They obviously get it. We saw that with their actions on Monday during the whole thing. Zach Taylor, you know, being the guy to, yo, what are we doing? We need to, we need to not do this. And Sean McDermott going, you know, I need to be at the hospital with my guy. And Zach Taylor, you know, you're right. There's no need for this. We're going to the locker room. We're shutting this down. But yeah. Apparently, the way playoff seeding will work is they will go entirely off win percentage of the teams in the AFC. Um, so the Chiefs could be the one seed if they beat the Raiders on Saturday. And if they lose and the Bills beat the Patriots on Sunday, the Bills will be the one seed. Um. According to this, there is currently no talk about the possibility of a Bills-Chiefs AFC championship game being played at a neutral site, even though the Bills could have clinched the top seed by beating the Bengals, um, which that doesn't matter. Nobody, it's, now the, I don't know, a neutral site game doesn't make sense to me either. What about you? No. I mean... I don't know. It's just like it. I don't think that they need to decide that by one game. I mean, I think that if they were to alter the records at all, honestly, just give both the teams a tie. Like, I don't care. Right. And it literally, in it, I don't know. I mean, this this stuff is way bigger than football. Oh, 100%. I would say, I mean, I think the NFL should, the right thing the NFL. It seems like they're on the track to do is sacrificing 
that game and sacrificing a little bit of extra work to get things done for right. you know players in life you know and i think that is the I correct know, answer i i, is, I think yeah, it's the best the answer, answer at least i, I think uh, it's just canceling this game playing week 18 the best you can yep it has to be played week 18 can't get canceled you can't do that you can't and i know a lot of people have said you know just push everything back and cancel the pro bowl that way you can make up the bills bengals game that can't work because technically you'd only be punishing the Bills and Bengals. Because if you pushed everything back, next week every playoff team not named the Bills and Bengals would get a bye, basically. And they'd be forced to play what would be in reality an extra game. And then a team like the Chiefs, if they were the one seed, would get two byes, which never works. Like, you don't rest your players in Week 18 if you're the one seed. Because back-to-back buys your players get rusty surprisingly fast so yeah the the best option is to cancel the game go off of seating and i know i've seen some people saying you know talking about canceling the season the nfl would never do that that sounds awful but we know it's true there's too much money involved for them to ever do that yeah, I honestly don't think as awful as this is. I I don't think that these teams who have played an entire season and have worked to where they are and weren't involved in this incident at all should right. have their seasons canceled by it. I, I mean, like I don't mean to sound like awful no. about this. Like that like what happened is terrible. It's just like 100%. you can't cancel a sports a sports season. Right. I mean, unless it's like, unless it is an issue that threatens every single team, like COVID did. Right. This is a Bills and a Bengals thing, and that's why you cancel that game, but you have to move on. Yeah. And as sad as that is, it is. It's it's awful. And I think there's definitely (laughs) ways to go about talking about that part of it. Because as we saw, some people don't go about it the right way. Look at how the internet is. Unhappy with Skip Bayless currently. I shouldn't just say the internet. It seems like everyone's unhappy Good with Skip man. Bayless. All, all I'll say in that situation with Skip is I have gained a lot of respect for Shannon Sharp oh, for the yeah. fact that he has not showed up to Undisputed the past couple of days. Well, he showed up today. Oh, did he? And he's, okay. oh my God, it was something else. I'm sure was. I'll have to watch the clips back on YouTube later. So but. he started off the show this part's not on YouTube, so you'll have to look. Just look up Shannon Sharp on Twitter. I believe it's the first thing that pops up. But it's sure. Shannon's opening monologue where he's trying to talk about everything that happened. And Skip interrupts him. Shannon gets all pissy. They start talking again. And Shannon goes, you know, you shared a tweet that I did not agree with. And I think you should have taken it down. Skip goes... I'm not going to take it down. I stand by what I said. It's like, dude, read the room. Even if you stand by what you said, read the goddamn room. I don't want to get on an undisputed tangent, no. but this is the end of that show. Probably. Because because I'm sure you saw the clip um, where yeah. when they talk about Brady, 
and, and Skip was attacking and, Shannon's and, and career. And Skip yep. was just like, "You're just jealous because he's so much better than you ever were." Like, I'm I'm a three time I'm a three time like pro all pro. Who cares? Like, legitimately, like yeah. Skip those was... two do not function together anymore. No, and for good reason. It's mostly just because Skip is an absolute moron, and Shannon is for the most part not right so. skips an absolute moron and he's an ass about it he thinks yeah, he's the, the smartest in the thing. room it's the exact same thing as Stephen a smith and max kellerman yep. they worked for a while yep. the first take just kind of fizzled out and their relationship just kind of fizzled out you know what would be interesting it'll never happen no you're talking about skip and Stephen a smith coming back together no it'll never happen Shannon and Stephen A. Smith. Hmm. It'll never happen. I mean, because I doubt Fox gets rid of Shannon, and we Shannon know ESPN probably, isn't getting rid of. I guarantee you, if Undisputed ends, Shannon will have a contract for his own TV show in his hands the next oh, morning. He probably already does. You, again, yeah. go watch Skip the clip the from hand, this morning. Skip's done. Skip, on the other hand, probably would not get a re a re a re a resign or a new deal with Fox. He'd probably end up going to a different network, or maybe Skip's nobody done. would take him, and that's the best option. I think Skip, definitely than a Fox, at least. I think the n- only thing left for Skip is to try to join our space. Technically, yeah. And the thing is, man, is like. I disagree with a lot of what Colin Cowherd says. Yep. Colin Cowherd, I I think he's a good dude. Right. He is not a disrespectful person. He disagrees with people a lot, but he's respectful about it. And I actually enjoy watching him like talk. Yep. Because even though I don't dis- I don't agree with some of his stuff, he's very very fluent in the way he talks. He's not abrasive. And he has great interviews with people. Yep. And he stays away from stuff like undisputed and first take. He doesn't do that kind of show because he knows exactly what he's seen exactly what it does to people, right? And that's why I respect guys like him and yep. just people who like host their own talk shows. Like Max Kellerman is very good on his own. Yep. And like so is Stephen A. Smith, although he's still arguing with people on first take. Stephen but, A. Smith you know, is kind of good wherever he's at with whatever uh, he's doing, though. I like him a lot. Yeah. Stephen A. is yeah. great. I don't think he's the smartest when it comes to sports, but. You also don't have to be. It doesn't have and to also, be, yeah. There's this whole thing of it's like what Skip Bayless tries to do, but it's like I said, he's an ass about it. Mm-hmm. You can be, you can have very different opinions and not be an asshole when debating people. You know, like we do that a lot. <laughs> We have very like different opinions I, on lots of things. Yeah, you and me and, and Miller, we disagree on there are very few things that we agree on. Right. <laughs> but like we don't like despise each other. No. Like and we like, can Skip and Shannon hate each other. It it's very clear like that they it. hate each other. There was like w- w- I can't remember the last time I've seen like a moment of respect between those two where they just like calmed down and were like and like I love you. Like like I don't like I don't that dynamic never worked in my opinion. But it did for a are. while. Yeah, maybe. But huh? But it's it's wild. I uh, yeah. We'll see how long uh, undisputed lasts. I'm. We will see. Yeah. At this point, I don't know if. I don't know if it lasts till 
next month at this point. Like, just today alone, Shannon seems it'll exist. so done. I think it'll exist until the end of the NFL season. Ooh, and then possibly. it'll probably be gone. I would say that once their peak level of argument is over, I would say that they probably sit back and reevaluate. Yeah. So did you see, we're going to move away from Skip and Shannon. So tonight, the Hall of Fame put out their modern era finalists. Have you seen that yet? I did. Okay. No, all I know is that Devin Hester is on it. I don't know the other 14. Okay. So I will go through the list for you real quick. We have Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas, Fair. Zach Thomas, Fair. Demarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, Darren Woodson, Albert Lewis, Andre Johnson, Torrey Holt, Devin Hester, Dwight Freeney, Rondé Barber, Willie Anderson, and Jared Allen. I like it. So there's one person on this list that I say isn't allowed to make it this year. Actually, there's two. I legitimately have no idea who you're talking about. Uh, I'm cool with all of those. Dwight Freeney and Demarcus Ware are not allowed to make it this year. Jared Allen, this is his third year of eligibility, and he hasn't made it yet. His stats are better than theirs. What is it? What is it five of them move on? I believe so. So, to me, if you're only, if yeah, you're putting an think... edge rusher through, it needs to be Jared Allen. He's waited the longest, I don't and think... his numbers are there. Oh, I mean, I don't think... Marcus Ware is going to make it this year. If he makes it before Allen, I'm going to freak out. That's all I, I really know. think that. I really think that pretty much every guy on that list has a case this year, except for maybe Demarcus Ware and the other guy, um, Dwight Freeney. Yeah, Dwight Freeney. And Freeney is that, amazing. I love Dwight Freeney, but I don't know. I I don't think they'll put Hester in this year. I think it's the right step in the right direction that they actually made him a finalist. Yep. I don't think he'll get in this year just because they disrespect him, and he's probably one of those guys that's going to have to wait his turn, but he'll make it at some point. Yeah. Um, I think it'll probably be Jared Allen. I think Andre Johnson will make it. Ooh. So I think we're going to have two first ballots. I really do. And that's going to be Joe Thomas and Darrell Rivas. Joe Thomas is definitely getting in, and Darrell yeah. Rivas is obviously getting in. Yeah, those so, two are... Yeah. So we've got two of the five... I don't know if I, I don't know if Andre did Johnson Thomas retire. How was he eligible already? It feels like he retired yesterday. <laughs> no, it, literally. It, well, That's I mean, crazy. I think he would have had to have retired in 2018. How long did he have to be out of the league for? I think it's I four guess, years. Oh, I, I mean, good for him. He'll so, make it. That's yeah. Thomas and Revis should get in. Jared Allen should. I don't know if you can put Andre in before you put Tory Holt in. He's been waiting so sure. long. Tory Holt's been a while. Yeah. So I would say Tory Holt is four. And then your five can be whoever, I think. It can be Reggie Wayne. It can be Patrick Willis. It could be Andre. Uh, I think it'll be Patrick Willis. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad one. It also could be Zach Thomas. I know everybody talked about how he should have made it last year. So, yeah. Zach yeah. Thomas wouldn't be one I'd be mad at either. Um, Rondé Barber feels like a guy who has to wait. 
yeah, a few years. I like really he was, think he's that, that level, but he wasn't that guy, you know. I really, th- I really think that this is this should far and away be Jared Allen's year. It's got to be. I I hope so. This is third year of eligibility. I'm really worried it's going to be another Chris Carter deal. It could be. Where Jared yeah. has to wait 10 years for no goddamn reason. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. It's just how long are they going to delay it? Right. And that's that's the part that I hate. When you know a dude's a Hall of Famer, especially if put you've already made him wait, put him in. Don't do this wait yeah. 10 years and, you know, hopefully he's still alive to care. No, if he's a Hall of Famer, he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Get him in there. Yeah. Why? I think you should maybe just look at the guys who have waited the longest from this finalist list and go, okay, it's those five. I, but I also know you shouldn't do that because Revis and Joe Thomas are first ballot hall of famers. They are. That's just is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Devin Hester should get in this year. I think he should have been a first ballot guy. I really do. I think if you're the best ever at doing something, you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame as a first ballot. Like, sure. Devin Hester is the greatest punt returner I've ever seen. He deserves it. Just like when Cordy P retires. He's the greatest kick returner we've ever seen. He deserves it. Just Adam Vinatieri, I don't know when his eligibility is up. He's maybe the greatest kicker we've ever seen. He should be a first ballot guy. That's just how I view it. And, you know, for all the other guys, I mean, there's no argument for them being the best at anything. I mean, maybe Jared Allen had the best sack celebration with the with the hog tie, but that doesn't really count as something I look at when considering you a Hall of Famer. Because who the best receiver of all time would be, what, Jerome Simpson because of the front flip over a guy into the end zone. <laughs> right. <laughs> also, that that reminds me of something. In your opinion, is Mr. Chad Ochocinco a Hall of Famer? <laughs> Give me a sec. So I'm pulling him up. I have him pulled up on Pro Football Reference. Let, let's compare him to a finalist from this year. Let's compare him to Reggie. Reggie Wayne. Because it kind of feels like those two were in the same tier of receiver around the same time in the league. So Reggie Wayne in his career has 1,070 receptions. For 14,345 yards and 82 touchdowns. Uh, He also, and Reggie is a six-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro. That's not true. He is a three-time All-Pro. Two of those are on the second team, though. And he's a one-time Super Bowl champ. Chad Johnson, or Chad Ochocinco, had 766 receptions, so that's 300 less, 11,059 yards, 67 touchdowns. He is a also a six-time Pro Bowler, two-time first-team All-Pro, one-time second-team All-Pro. 
Obviously, not a Super Bowl champ. But. Yeah. You think so? I think so. I do, too. I mean. Those stats, those stats aren't 3,000 less yards on 300 less receptions is pretty good. Yeah, it tracks. And, <laughs> yeah, and, like, that's a he's I don't, don't even, I don't think he played as long as Reggie Wayne did. Three less years and what is right, that? So he would have gotten 55 less games, I think. So he would have gotten close to that 300 reception mark to get oh, yeah. to where Reggie Wayne was if he played those same amount of seasons. Yeah. I also just think Chad Ostrasenko is such a prominent figure in the game that that alone earns him a star when it comes to Hall of Fame eligibility. I think he gets in. And we've already seen enough. him rocking the gold jacket on a si- on the sidelines the one time. Remember his yeah, warm-up mm-hmm. thing? Hall of Fame yeah, class of two zero question mark, question mark. Yeah. I wonder if the Hall of Fame is just going to be assholes about it, though. Vote him in it in the be. year 2100, so his jacket that he wore on the sideline that one time was false. Hall of Fame class of 20-something? Well, no, it was the Hall of Fame class of 2100. You were wrong. <laughs> the Hall of Fame could be very petty about it. It would be kind of funny. <laughs> but... Yeah, that part's interesting. You doing all right? You going to pass out on me over there? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. <laughs> you are not very talkative this evening, surprisingly. <laughs> it's almost like you just recorded a podcast before this. I did, yeah. Okay. Ooh, the senior finalists. Uh, Where the hell are they? I see a couple of them, but that can't be all of them. Where the heck? Is there not a further list of... No? Not a full... So maybe those are the three senior finalists? Which has me drawing up even more questions. Uh, So the senior finalists... Super Bowl champion and Super Bowl MVP Chuck Howley. Uh... Joe Klecko of the Jets, Don Coriel, former Chargers head coach, and Ken Riley, former Bengal. Those are your senior finalists. Strange. But that's what I know. Hopefully it's Jared Allen's year. That's what I care about. Oh, God, why is first take trending? What did they do? Nothing? You click on first take and it's all talking about Skip and Shannon. It's not the correct show, Internet. (laughs) Nice try, though. So, do you want to hear the weirdest thing I'm ever going to say to you? Yeah. Yeah. For the next, I believe, four weeks, three weeks, four weeks, something like that, I am a minor Packer fan. Just a little bit. Here's why. That's right, baby. So here's why. The Vikings are probably going to be the three seed, right? Sure. Because right now, I mean, the Vikings have to win. The Niners have to lose this weekend. I don't 
The Vikings well, are going to beat the Bears because there's no fields. But I don't see the Niners losing. I really don't. Play. I don't know, but I don't care either. <laughs> it's a regular season it? game, so Brock Purdy's fine. Oh. Uh, they play. Well, who do they play? Well, they, the Cardinals. They play yeah. the Cardinals. They'll be fine. They're starting David Blau. The Cardinals without D Hop as well. <laughs> and they're starting David Blau against the Niners defense. They'll be okay. Yeah. They're going to win. So. The Niners will be the two seed. The Vikings will be the three seed. Uh-huh. So on Sunday night, I need Aaron to go beat the Lions. I just do. I need him to make the playoffs. I think I, I think they will. Then I need Aaron to pull some magic out of his hat. They, you see. Oh, listen. I just talked about this with Hammy. Yep. They, I am booking it right now. They will beat the San Francisco 49ers if they play them. I need them to. Because... because here is the thing. The Packers defense plays the way it does against uh, it did against Minnesota. Oh yeah. Against the 49ers. The 49ers defense is good too. That just makes it a one-on-one showdown between Brock Purdy nope. and Aaron Rodgers. We I'm saw every We saw what I've been saying about the Niners defense sure, all Garrett year. Siddham, yes. N- I, no, but we saw it. their secondary is bad. When they play a team with real wide receivers, they're fucked. And the Packers don't have that right now. But they also have a quarterback who can dissect a bad secondary. That's what I'm saying. So, and I I think that the Niners' defense is good and the Packers' defense is good. So it, it, I think a low-scoring affair between Brock Purdy and Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking Rodgers. Oh yeah. I just talked about this. I, listen, man, there is no guarantee they beat Detroit. Detroit is a hungry, very, right. very good team. I can't remember the last time they swept us. Right. I, I don't. I, but I'm just saying, Rodgers in January at home with the playoff spot on the line. Right. Versus Jared Goff, who on the road this year has been awful outside of his little dome. And I mean, great. if Lambo is anything like it was last Sunday, nobody can go win there? No, because it's one of the most insane fan bases of football. No, that's not what I mean. The, game the field itself, where nobody yeah, can stand up. It's like an ice rink for no reason. Hasn't rained in Wisconsin in two months. But. Well, I don't really know how that works because Limbo is a heated field, so it doesn't ever get slick or icy. Well, no, but that I know. But whatever it was, I don't know if it was just super wet for some reason Maybe or it was. whatever. But the Vikings could not run routes. We'd have two it or probably, three receivers fall down every play. It was probably wet because the snow melted on the field before the game. Well, because of that's the, the issue. It hasn't snowed in Lambo since for like three weeks. So it was Maybe weird. Aaron went out there with a water with a water jug and just started pouring. I mean, Who did knows? you see the thing? Apparently, Vikings fans are trying to claim that the Packers uh, flooded the middle of the field because all of oh the Packers gosh. receivers are built to stay outside. So they flooded the middle of the field. I was like, dude, what kind of weird? Ass- Packers receivers didn't even play that well. Everybody <laughs> was falling down. There was something wrong with the fucking field. I don't know what it was. But There's not a single receiver who had a good game. No, <laughs> that, like, it was game. awful. <laughs> it was literally just. Uh, that's not true. Speedy Naylor had a great game. Speedy was he had yeah, two whatever. catches for eighty-one and a touchdown. Garbage time. <laughs> Speedy's the goat. Man, but, I don't know. No, like, like I seriously think the Packers team that we saw in Minnesota could beat anybody in the NFC playoffs. So here's what what I'm hoping for. Packers, go win Sunday. Sure. Go beat the Niners. That means Possible. divisional round of the playoffs is either technically 
Eagles Packers or Cowboys Packers Wait, if the up. Cowboys steal the one seed. What is what is the what is do the 49ers have a path to the one seed or no? No. 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 The Cowboys and Eagles have a path to the one seed. That's it. Wait, but if the Eagles lose and the Niners win, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What gives, what gives the Eagles the tiebreaker? Their record against NFC teams. Ah, okay. Their NFC record. That's why the 49ers have the tiebreaker over Minnesota. Minnesota's only lost to NFC teams. <laughs> but the Niners, the Packers go then would go either to Dallas or Philly, depending on how that shakes out. I'm going to say probably Philly. Then either the Bucks or Cowboys goes to Minnesota for the divisional round. And I don't trust Mike McCarthy, so we can beat the we can beat the Cowboys this time. And the Buccaneers are awful, so we could beat them. If the Packers then win, it sets up the NFC Championship game, Vikings Packers in Minnesota. That's the only Honestly, way. I wouldn't even care if we lost that. If we make the NFC Championship after the season, right? Like, after the season we had, I would literally, I would literally root for the Vikings just for fun, <laughs> right? Like, like whatever. This care. is the world I'm praying for, which means for right now, I am a short-term Packers fan. I'm rooting for Man. twelve. <laughs> He'll do it. He'll do his thing. We just gotta hold on to our end of the bargain. Meet you in the NFC Championship game, and then you know, like I said. Teams in the AFC can't beat the Vikings. So if we make the Super Bowl, we're winning it. That's them's the rules. Or you get knocked out in the first round and go home. I promise you we're not losing to the fucking Giants. You I came prom- pretty close. I don't care. In Minnesota. And it'll still be in Minnesota. But real quick, who do you trust more? Kirk Cousins or Daniel Jones? Who do you trust more, Isaiah Hodgins or Justin Jefferson? Isaiah Hodgins. He had more reception. He had more receiving yards against the Packers than Justin Jefferson did last game. So yeah, sorry <laughs> that it wasn't. You know, that, sorry that we'll Jair, take, a safety and another corner, were not on Isaiah Hodgins all game. We'll take that. Uh, Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins. It's, it's okay, we're not doing that. You're not. We're not letting you disrespect Kirk that fucking much. Okay, to be no. fair. Obviously, I'm joking about that, but to be <laughs> fair, respect Daniel Jones because he's not been horrible this year. No, but they're also not winning because of him. They're winning in spite of him every time. They ain't losing. So. Except for all the times they've lost, which is a lot. Hey, it took a 61-yard field goal to beat him at home. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really saying that this would be a runaway game. I'm 100% you, saying that. The Giants have no shot. You said about the Packers game too, and here no, we are. No, I didn't. That's false. Did. Literally, no, you did. You no, literally. I said we Jair had no shot to shut him no, down. I literally said you were probably gonna no. beat us. Pull no, the did, film. You did not. Pull the film. We were literally on a podcast, and I said something about the Packers, and you went, "Remember that time, Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers said run the table. Kirk Cousins marching on the table and beat him. He's gonna do it again. Me, 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 me. I didn't. Kirk Cousins owns Aaron Rodgers. You but again, said you're forgetting the rest of the conversation where I said, "No, I'm kidding. We'll probably lose this because we've talked about this. The Vikings and Packers split. That's what we do every time. Ratio." 
We're not letting you lie to the people like this, Jake. We're not letting you. But just pointed the wrong way. No, not for the video, which is what <laughs> matters, not what you see. Fuck you. <laughs> that this time I'm pointing the wrong okay. way. Either way. But I guess better. But then again, huh, the Giants O line is awful. The Vikings will be a hundred percent better than it was against the Packers, because in that playoff game, we won't have Chris Reed playing center. That was disgusting. The amount of times, my least favorite part about it, the amount of times a false start would be called, but you hear Kirk saying hut and trying to drop back, but he has to keep waiting because the center won't snap him the ball. It's like, oh my God, this is awful. I mean, even Kenny Clark said that. Kenny Clark came out and was like, no, they had to put their backup center in, and when you have to do that, you know you're behind the eight ball. And it's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Which, to be fair, it wasn't even our backup. It was our backup's backup, who's actually a guard who used to play tackle. That was never going to work out. I'd never thought I'd say this, but we need Garrett Bradbury back. (laughs) Yeah, do. Yeah. (laughs) Because at least homie can snap the ball correctly. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, man. But Tell losing one, Ed Donatel is so awful. He's so bad. Ed, Don- Ed Donatel was cooking against Rogers. Trust Dude, me, bro. How we went for two weeks of finally. We're running like 68 to 70% man now. And the defense is suddenly like kind of good and can get stops. And then, oh, we're playing Rodgers. So we're playing one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league who knows how to pick apart a defense. We're going to run 100% zone, never run any man. And we're going to have Christian Watson on multiple plays be guarded by Daniil Hunter. Whose idea was this? How brain dead do you have to be to go, Daniil Hunter, best pass rusher on our team. We're putting you out wide at corner. You're going to go guard Christian Watson. Whose brain thinks that that's a good idea? If it's against the Packers, I know you think it's a good idea, but stop that. I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. When was the last time the Vikings beat the Packers in a game where Harrison Smith didn't have an interception? That's a good question. I was just thinking, because he didn't have one this game, and they Packers won. Did he in week one, one, though? Yeah, he did. I'm checking. I believe he had one. Was the guy, yeah, because Rodgers did one pick against you guys, and it was Harry. Because I remember he tweeted about it. I mean, it's always Harry if it's Rodgers throwing a pick. Yeah, because I remember before the game, you said it was going to be Andrew Booth Jr., and I was praying that it wasn't going to be, and it was Harrison Smith. Uh, Google is no longer functioning. I mean, my internet's not dead. This Discord call is still fine. But it yeah, Packers-Vikings week one, Harrison Smith. Is he? I, I see can- a pick. I can't load anything, but that's a good question. I have no clue when the last time. 2021. 
fine. The Vikings beat them thirty-one to thirty-four. Rodgers did not throw a pick. Ah, well, there you go. That's that's the last time we beat them without a hairy interception. November, November twenty. It's been over a year since the last time they beat them. To out Harrison Smith get with it. You know what the answer is? Both of our teams just win at home. Wherever we're playing, that's the team that wins. Packers. You guys beat us at Lambo last year. Oh, was it last year where it was exactly yeah. the opposite of what I just said? And the Packers and the and the Packers beat them in Minnesota on that one Monday night football game when Kevin King picked off Kirk Cousins and Kevin deep down King. the field. That was in Minnesota. That was a while ago though. What the fuck is going on? Nothing will load. Also the thirty four thirty one game was in Minnesota too, so Oh, was it? Hey, you're right. I don't. I don't know. Oh, I don't care. So well in that game. Oh my gosh. How do we lose? You know what we need? Ed Donatel to be fired. You Adam and Cannon me both, brother. When it comes to the defensive side. coordinators, you and me. Okay. My <laughs> biggest issue with it: Why did we pick the guy? who has always just been second fiddle to Vic Fangio when it comes to that system. If we wanted that system, why didn't we just call Vic Fangio? I promise you Fangio's not this stupid. He would not be dropping no. Daniil Hunter into coverage. I promise. No. Now, Zadarius Smith, maybe because he's done that before. But Daniil, 100% no. No. Because... That's the other thing we've seen for two weeks prior to the Packers game. Is Daniil Hunter mm. suddenly being super impactful again? Mm. Suddenly he's just getting after it. And then Ed Donatel goes, you know what? Go back to what we sucked at. Not where our defense was finally looking. I'm not saying we looked great by any means. But we don't need to. Our defense, if it was just like... 25th in the league, we'd be an undefeated football team. I promise. Like, I don't. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt your rant, but can I? Can I bounce for like three minutes? Oh, <laughs> I, I gotta take care of something real quick. Uh, I'll be back. Do you want to just spend like two more minutes? Wrap up. You want to just wrap it up? Short episode. I mean, I don't. I don't have to like actually bounce. I literally just have to go. Oh yeah, go ahead. Garbage out before I forget tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Good but, God. Uh, Homie's got to take man. the garbage out. I do. I'll be right back. I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to be talking shit about Drew Locke the whole time. I will come back and rant about Drew Locke for the next hour. No. <laughs> so, but no, Ed Donatel is so bad at his job. Like, I think I, I'm going to save that part for when Jake comes back. Because that is an interesting thing to talk about. So let's talk about Jake's room in the background right now. As you can see by my background, I have nothing Vikings related, which isn't really fair because I have a Vikings little pen holder wireless charger thing on my desk. Uh, what other Vikings stuff I got visible? I used to have a bunch of Vikings posters, but I don't have those hung up anymore. I used to have an Adrian Peterson one. Used to have a like a Vikings mascot one, but no. For stuff in the background, I have 
nothing Vikings related. In Jake's background, top left wall, we've got two Packers logos and something I can't recognize. We've got an Aaron Rodgers fathead. Another little Packers thing that I can't really make out. Let's let's expand for a second. I yeah, I can't make it out. We got another Packers thing here. Packers sticker there, Packers logo there, Packers curtains. Homie really showing out for the Packers. Or what am I showing out for? We've got Moon Knight. Stan Lee, Captain America, Groot, Captain America again. A D&D dice, a Destiny Ghost, a D&D dice tower. Over here, we got a gargoyle arm. A Fallout figurine, two Fallout figurines, multiple Baby Yodas, a Ninja Red Bull can, a Baby Yoda bobblehead, a RTX 2080 graphics card for reasons, an Xbox Lite, Marvin the Martian, Jacksepticeye, iPhone box, PlayStation Lite, an Assassin's Creed figure, another iPhone box, Another Marvin the Martian figure. And uh, what is... Oh, God, what is that thing? It's the Apple HomePod box. And then on the very top, we got more Baby Yodas and an iPad Pro box. And then, obviously, Brains Are Weird tapestry right there. Um, Minecraft chair. Speaker. Godzilla behind the speaker. Shaker cup. Oh, yeah, this one's cool. It's kind of funny. Thanos mug. I am really running out of things to talk about. Jake should uh, run, run faster. Run faster, my friend. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with my internet. It's not even my internet specifically. It's like specifically my computer. But obviously we're not like the Wi-Fi is not crashed because the Discord call is still going. So I don't want to do that. Um, Phone maybe. Does Google work on my phone? Can I like Google things? Harrison... Smith. Oh. Dude, what is going on? Yo, what's going on, guys? Um, This is going to be Jedi when you hear this part. It's interesting. Oh, my God. Discord is having a moment. Oh, my. Jakey boy. What's up? All right. I spent literally zero time talking about Drew Locke. We actually spent the entire time admiring your background. Talking about all the all the Packers stuff that you have put up. How I have no Viking stuff in the background and your background's all Packers. It is. Yeah. The the worst part is like that fat head is not coming off. Yeah. Like if Aaron Rodgers kills a dude, I don't know what I'm gonna do, because well, that's not fair. It could have been a justified murder. It could have been. That's true. 
you know, maybe some dude broke into his house and tried to steal his ayahuasca, and he, you know, had to, had to shut that shit down. While being high on ayahuasca. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude's been on ayahuasca for three years now. I, I, I refuse to believe he's been sober for one minute. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> um, so what I had started to talk about before you left that I like had a whole fucking issue with. Ed Donatel. So I was talking about Ed Donatel and, you know, I was like, I don't even get it. We could have just, and then I paused because I was like, oh, this is something to bring up when Jake gets back. Andre Patterson was our defensive coordinator under Zimmer last year. I think he's pretty good at his job. I can't even Google stuff on my phone. I'm so confused. (laughs) Call shouldn't be working if my internet's down, but my internet will do nothing but the calls, so that's good. Andre Patterson currently is the defensive line coach for the New York Giants. He was our defensive coordinator. What's been the only functional unit for the Giants this year? Well. Their secondary is awful and their linebackers suck. Well, they're also very talented, the defensive line. It's not like he's doing something with nothing. Well, no, no, but I am also just saying, like, the only unit on that football team that's any good is the D-line. Yeah. And, yes, they do have a lot of talent. Leonard Williams. Dexter oh, Lawrence. The only talented unit on that defense. <laughs> like, well, no, the secondary has pieces. I don't know how injury riddled they've been, but they have pieces. Sure. And even the linebackers have pieces. Isn't Kayvon Thibodeau technically a linebacker? I suppose. So, we could have just kept that guy. The guy who understands getting pressure is important. And not just, let's drop eight guys into coverage, rush three, but not have any of those three be our actual pass rushers. It'll be Jordan Hicks, Eric Kendricks, and Dalvin Tomlinson. Those will be the three actually going for it. And Daniil Hunter, Zadarius Smith, and Harrison Phillips will all drop back in coverage. This makes sense. I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't know. I, I think that I'm going to get Fangio because you'd have to hire Sean Payton to do that at this point. Yeah. Um, Seeing as he's part of that staff. I think that, I don't know. I mean, you're not going to fire O'Connell, obviously. So you're going to have an offensive-minded head coach for the foreseeable future. And, and I mean, <sighs> honestly, if I'm the Vikings, I'm seeing, I'm calling the Cowboys about Dan Quinn interviewing Dan Quinn for that spot because yeah I just don't, I don't feel know. like Quinn would leave being a DC to go be a DC I don't know man I don't know if Quinn I think Quinn's a better coordinator than he is a head coach yeah 100% um, I don't know if he's gonna I don't know who is looking that will hire him maybe the Broncos but like I honestly think I can think of guys outside of Quinn that are going to land in the spots that are open right now. Like I think the Broncos are going to make a pretty strong push for Sean Payton. I think the Panthers yep. or the Raiders, one of those two. I mean, the Raiders haven't fired their coach yet. They will. Um, they might the Raiders not. Raiders or the Colts. Raiders, Colts, Panthers. 
there's one of those two teams. I guarantee you will have Jim Harbaugh as their head coach at the end at the start of next season. And Frank Wright will, be, will be a head coach again. I'm a hundred percent positive of that. He is too good of a coach. I don't know who's going to end up having vacancies. Um, but let's see. I think that Harbaugh should be a head coach next year. Reich should be a head coach next year. And Callum Moore's going to get interviewed quite a bit. I don't know if he'll get hired. He shouldn't. Uh, but... I don't know. I mean, Harbaugh, I seriously think Harbaugh would are, would be an immediate top five NFL head coach if he were to come to oh, the yeah. NFL. I'm he's still fan, a know, little sad we didn't get him last year. Yeah, I was talking about that with Hammy on my podcast about the emotional roller coaster it was for Packers fans watching the Jim Harbaugh news go down with the Vikings. I don't know if they would be any better than they are with Kevin O'Connell. But... I don't think so. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. But I maybe I because maybe the maybe. defense would be better because he would because not Harbaugh have hired Donatello. Yeah. Well, Harbaugh's not yeah. a defensive coach. So well, that, but he's he's more more defensive minded than Kevin O'Connell is. I would say ah, he comes from he comes from a better defensive background than Kevin O'Connell does. But what do you mean by being a his only job before being a head coach was as a quarterbacks coach, and then before that he was a quarterback in the National Football League. Yeah, but he's an offensive I mean, Michigan, guy. Michigan's defense is really good, and I attribute some of that to him. Um, sure, I think he. I don't know. I'm not saying he he should be a defensive coordinator. I'm just saying I think that. Oh, no. I just. The Vikings he need wouldn't a hire DC. <laughs> I don't know who it'll he be. Would, he wouldn't hire Donatello. But we need a right DC. I don't know who and it can or will be, but. Hey, man. Let me tell you what, what, one thing right now. You can have Joe Barry. No. You can have Joe uh, Barry. Hey, at this point, don't you want to keep Joe Barry? Hasn't the defense finally been what was promised? I don't know what's going on, man. Isn't Joe? Ba- it's just like Brandon Staley. I'd been saying he should be fired, sure. but now suddenly his defense is playing like it's yeah. supposed to. I mean, Joe Barry, like Joe Barry, this past game was just like Jair, go get him. Like you, you want to talk smack? Go back it up. And for the most part, you know, I, I right. understand that, that people slip in the sliding. I think Jair did a very good job. There are a couple of plays. So my biggest thing is the. I know of five plays off the top of my head where Jefferson was lined up against Jair and smoked him, and Kirk never even looked that direction. That helps Jair that Kirk wasn't targeting Jefferson for whatever reason. He just wouldn't. Yeah, but I think it, it, I think it definitely speaks more to Jair that in the moments that he was targeted, he stepped up. Well... His isn't his only pass breakup on Justin Jefferson was pass interference, so because it was the first play of the game, dude. You do not get to grab him by the throat, stare him down, never look for the ball, and then pull on his jersey at the same time and go. That's not pi. That was pi. It was obviously pi. Everyone in the world said it was pi, except for Packers fans. Who I'm pretty sure would have allowed Jair to shoot JJ and go, that's not pass interference. That's legal. <laughs> I'm going to say it all I want because he hit the gritty after. I think it's hilarious. I think Jair's a super funny guy. Oh, I just it, don't. 
it's weird how much he's hated for being a trash talker. I don't understand that. We all loved he prime time a, for being a trash talker. I like I I I just love like I I love the way Jair just like does not care at all. He's just like is cuz he, he would have said those things even if like Jair if Justin Jefferson had smoked them again. Oh yeah. He would have been like fluke didn't didn't have oh, yeah. on those talking about fluke didn't what are you talking about? He would have been doing the same thing I'm doing with JJ right now. Look at all the times he just fell down. <laughs> that and it would have been like and then after like the Dolphins game last week when he had his post game interview, he's like, "Man, I saw that boy throw that ball too high, and I went up there and got it." And he's just like talking about his pick. I'm like, "Dude, I love this guy, oh, dude." I I don't because he's on the Packers, so he's very I hate he's, him. he's doing a very good job of responding to the, the anti narratives that got pushed against him early in the season. Which, to be fair, I was a part of some of them. Well, they were also very, warranted. He did not play good at the beginning of the year. Yeah, but he's 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 kind of reminding us who he is, and I like that. Oh yeah, my favorite lockdown play from Jair Alexander yesterday was the first play, or not yesterday, Sunday. Don't know why I'm saying yesterday, <laughs> but on Sunday was the first play after the blocked punt. Jefferson runs this really weird route where he cuts to the middle of the field. And then he should have just sat down because nobody wanted to guard him. But then he cut back towards Jair, fell down, didn't get targeted anyways, so it wouldn't have mattered. But but JJ beats Jair off the line so hard. Jair never got out of his stance before JJ was in the end zone. And Jair just points like somebody should cover him. And that has been my favorite picture because I just keep seeing this as, ah, yes, the lockdown point. I've never seen that before. All he did was point, and Kirk didn't want to throw it. It was funny as shit. Yeah, Kirk Cousins also reminded us who he is this game. 100%. Well, I'm sorry, man. I don't know what the game plan was. That's the part that worries me. Because the game plan had Hawkinson as the first read every play and then Thielen as the second read. I don't remember a single play where Justin Jefferson was the actual primary read. Not one. That, I mean, I don't know. It's just like Kirk, like I said this in my TikTok video that I'm not going to like sit here and blame him for every single interception. I think that a lot of it was good defensive plays. The one for Rudy Ford was his fault. Oh, yeah. On a Rudy Ford, where he threw in double covers deep down the field, underthrew it, Rudy yep. Ford got there. The other one, Kenny Clark hit him before he even threw it, mm-hmm. landed right in Adrian Amos' lap. The other one, what's the, what was the third one? Uh, the, uh, I think it was tipped. Something weird. No, the tipped one was the Adrian Amos one. Oh, okay. Something weird happened, but it wasn't his fault. Right. But still, it's Kirk puts himself in these situations. Oh, he, yeah, no, it, the third one was Razul Douglas got a hand in and popped it up on whoever he was oh, covering and yeah. one of the safeties, Darnell Savage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Came up and that, That's it. a fluke interception. That's, I, And I don't mean that, like, the Packers don't deserve it. Great play, but that's not a Kirk a made a bad similar, throw. He just... It's a pretty similar game to Rodgers' three interception game against the Lions where, like, one of them you can be like, yeah, that was on you, but yep. the other two are just like... 
what are we doing? <laughs> like, well, I mean, that's how it felt. Yeah, uh, God, I keep wanting to say yesterday for some fucking reason. That's how it. This game felt though. After the blocked kick, and we didn't score a touchdown on the one yard line. First of all, not trying a yeah. QB sneak. What the fuck? Not trying a fullback dive. What the fuck? What, what are we even, doing? I didn't watch. I didn't watch the first part of the game. I was at work. Did they even run up with Cook? Yes, once. They went pass, pass, run, field goal. Be real with me. Don't be biased. Is Dalvin Cook washed? Is he still that guy? I don't. I'm kind of cooling off on Dalvin Cook. I can't lie to you. So, Dalvin's weird. Because it feels like he's lost a step speed-wise, which is really what he had. He was one of the fastest running backs in the league. Yeah, because I saw someone call him like the most overrated player in the NFL right now. A hundred percent not the yeah, most overrated player not, in the NFL. I do think he's over. He's overrated. I think people still de- deem him as higher than he is currently. I mean, he's still a. He's not the most overrated player. Top. He's a top five ten back. To 10 back. I can see you sneak in a like minute five. Seven. Sure. I think it's like six or seven. But he's yeah. just like Alvin Kamara. They've both lost something. I don't know what it is, but it's something. Because they, they also both play hor- horrendous offensive lines. But the Vikings' offensive line is graded as one of the ten best at run blocking. So I also don't think Kamara's lost as much as take Kamara over Cook. I would right not. I, I think Kamara's shown some. Kamara looks Kamara's slower. Shown... He also can no longer catch. I don't. I don't, I don't blame Kamara. The biggest problem I have with Kamara, he's lost his coaches respect they do not use him anymore which to me means he either isn't working as hard as he used to or he's just worse than he used to be whereas at least cook he's still the bell cow it's just you can tell he's not the same camara doesn't have much motivation he's on a terrible team well and he also might be going to prison in a couple months so we'll see very true. Yeah. Just saying. But I would have been an eagle. Who knows? <laughs> right. Yeah, we're not we're not gonna work off the hyperbole and conjecture here. No. We're we're going with what we know. And that is that Kamara hasn't been that guy this year. But Cook I don't know, man. He doesn't I didn't really notice it fully because I don't watch the Vikings admittedly but I didn't really notice it fully until that one play against the Lions where he just did a little dance in place and got popped yeah fumbled well no he didn't uh, yeah I I guess people are saying that was supposed to be a designed pass like the Derrick Henry you know jump pass even then none of that makes sense because he never held the ball in a position like he was going to throw it yeah, he I never mean, attempted to he, look for a receiver. He just shuffled and then got hit. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Even even on, even on those plays, Derrick Henry moves forward. Right, tucks the ball, moves forward, and and tosses it. Delvin Cook tucks the ball, stands there, and gets popped. Yeah, I I don't know what that was, but like yeah. the Colts game, Dalvin's breakaway screen pass. Hmm. Vikings offensive linemen kept up with him. He didn't yeah, beat the Colts guys like he normally does. Like, he's lost a step. Now, I don't know if he's just still suffering an injury from earlier in the year and that's what's causing it. 
I don't know if he is just done. I, I don't know. But he is not the same dude, and I genuinely think Cook won't be a Viking next year. Is it up next year? No. I don't Dude, think it trade. matters, though. Yep. He's traded or cut. And then I wonder what you're gonna. I wonder what I'm actually very interested to see what a, what a team would throw together for a package for Cook. Probably nothing huge, but we probably don't want it huge. Really, what we want is you to take Cook and his contract. Give us whatever you feel like is deserving of that. Alvin Cook, you are a Miami Dolphin. Honestly, probably. Him or Josh Jacobs. I think they're. I think the Dolphins are very aggressive for one of those two dudes. And the Dolphins do. I guess the Dolphins had two first round picks. Now they only have one. But they do have I the can, assets. Yeah. I was gonna say I could still see the Dolphins going. You know, especially if they make the playoffs, I could see them going. You know, Cook, pick twenty five. Pick twenty five for Dalvin Cook. I don't, I don't know. know. If he, because you got to remember, Cook's it, still two, only twenty-seven. Yeah, but the kind of season I, the season I saw him have this year, I don't know if he's worth the first. The season you second, saw him yeah. have this year, where he's top three in rushing yards, that's not true. But he is top five. I don't know. The Actually, Dolphin, let me look at this. This is the other part that's weird, is because Cook's numbers have been good, but just watching him, you're like, I don't know. So, yeah, right now, Dalvin Cook is actually... Oh, he fell a little bit. Justin Fields finally passed him. So, Cook is seventh in rushing yards this year, ahead of guys like Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Tony Pollard, the pro bowler. And then a bunch of these guys don't matter. Also ahead of Austin Eckler, also ahead of Jonathan Taylor. Way ahead of Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is about to rush for less yards than Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary gets used more in his offense than Kamara does, to be fair, at this point. But But also, on his best day, Devin Singletary is a quarter of the running back that Alvin Kamara is. So, But Dalvin Cook right now has... 1,136 rushing yards on 253 attempts. He has eight tutties, five carries of 20-plus, four carries of 40-plus, a long of 81. Um, Where the fuck is his average? Like yards, where's his yards per carry? Why does, why does NFL Network not... Why does NFL.com not have that as a stat that matters? Because it definitely does. I want to know who's doing it efficiently. I mean, he does average more yards a carry. Yeah. Saquon. Dalvin's yards per carry is 4.5 right now. That's higher than Saquon. That's the, that's the same as Derrick Henry. Uh, it's two, 0.2 points lower than CMC. <laughs> Good God, Aaron Jones averages 5.3 yards a carry. That man is so good. That man is Except I he's not because you Jones. guys like everyone else that's not named him. Get Aaron Jones care. off the Packers. Get him off he's the good. Packers. I, I want to see him he's on a team where he's good. actually able to play. Fuck it. <sighs> Dalvin Cook for Aaron Jones right now. 
Uh, Edge Stone's better than him, so he can be a backup, I guess. Wait, Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison for AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Who says no? <laughs> Both teams, because we're division rivals. Uh, a, the division rivals. Well, and B, B, Cook and Madison are just both better. Come on. <laughs> Who do you think the first running back on the list of the top yards per carry people is? We had to guess. Is it Saquon? First oh, run. wait, yards per carry? Yeah. Travis Etienne. No. And by the way, they are fifth on this list behind four quarterbacks. Oh, the first running back is fifth after four quarterbacks. The first running back on the list of most yards per attempt, yards per carry, in fifth place behind four quarterbacks. Those four quarterbacks are Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Dan Jones. Oh, my God. I just checked, and I'm pissed about it. You checked? Yeah. I I gave up. You weren't answering it, and I got scared. Why is it Khalil Herbert? I don't know. He's not that good. He's not good? No, even Miller Football will come on here as a Bears fan and tell you he's not that good. He just benefits from being... So, basically, Chicago has the same thing going on that Minnesota, Green Bay, Dallas do. You have your bigger bruiser back, you know, your Alexander Madison, your A.J. Dillon, your Zeke. The Bears have Monty. And then you got your little speed guy, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Khalil Herbert, Tony Pollard. Khalil Herbert is the biggest David Montgomery merchant I've ever seen. Montgomery mm-hmm. will come wear down the defense 10 plays in a row. Herbert will come in for one play, run for 20 yards, spend the next two plays going negative, then trying to pass block and allowing a sack because he doesn't know how to. Monty will come in. Give you, you know, a four-yard carry, a five-yard carry. Give you a key block on third down to set up Justin Fields. And people will come out and be like, Herbert better. No. Okay. Don't look at the list. Don't cheat this time. I want you to actually okay. guess this one if you haven't looked already. Okay. Who what do you think is number 46 on this list? Oh, fuck you. Dalvin Cook. <laughs> La- dead last. This is dead last, by the oh, way. Oh, 46 I, I, is dead last. It's got to be somebody who gets enough carries. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is not even on this list, so I'm assuming he's worse oh, than so the worst he, on this list. No, that means he doesn't have enough carries to qualify Oh, again. he doesn't have enough qualifying to carry. Yeah, never mind. Neither does Jamal Williams. No, he does. I was going to say, list. yes, he does. But who do you think is the worst of all qualifying backs? Um, God, who sucks? Najee Harris. Najee Harris is number 41. Oh, so he's second to last? Who's no, 46 is last. Oh, fuck. Well, he's still bottom five. He's nice. bottom five. Bottom five. Okay, who's worse than Najee? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this right now. Two of the bottom four are on the same team, and one of them is the last place person. The last place person plays for the same team as somebody who was awesome. Are they the Dolphins? They're not Dolphins. Oh. In the NFC. Okay. NFC team. Okay. Okay. It's obviously not Giants. Oh, it's Buccaneers play. Is Lenny the worst? 
He averages, yeah, he averages three and a half per carry. He's the worst. And Rashad wow. White is number 43 at 3.7. When we tell you the Buccaneers O-line is bad and they can no longer run, this is what That's we That's why I mean. wanted to bring this up. Yes. Bottom five is Kareem Hunt, Rashad White, Antonio Gibson, Michael Carter, and Leonard Fournette. Kareem Hunt being in the bottom five is genuinely surprising. He averages 3.8. Weird. No wonder nobody wants to pay what the Browns want to trade for him. No, right? Um, Actually, a dolphin in the top 12. That's is it. it Jeff Wilson, though? Yeah, Raheem Mostert's number 16. Jeff Wilson doesn't count. He spent literally 50% of the season on the best running team in the sport. Yeah, but most... <laughs> But Mostert also averages only point one less. So, oh well, all right. Got Khalil Herbert, Aaron Jones, and Tony Pollard. There's Travis Etienne. I knew he was up there. And then Josh Jacobs and Nick Chubb and Miles Sanders. Those are your guys who average more than five yards a carry. God damn, Justin Fields and his seven point one yards per carry. Oh my gosh, there's no way. What? What happened right, this time? Trivia, another little trivia question for you. Okay. What quarterback is first in yards per pass thrown season? Oh god, yards per pass thrown. I will I will give you the the I'll give you 2 through 5 right behind him. Okay. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy G and Tannehill. Yards per pass below the Is it Andy Dalton? It is not. Okay. He is number seven, though. <laughs> okay. I knew he was up there. Um, is it Gino? Gino is number 10. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm hitting the top 10 still here. Is it Kirk? Kirk no. is okay. number 20. Oh, shit. Okay. Homie throws a lot of passes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Is it an actual starter or is it somebody who's a backup? Like who is currently the backup on the team, but they are playing. It's a starter. Okay. Although you would argue that this person should be the backup. I would argue this person should. Is it Tua? It's 8.9. See, 0.7 more than the next guy. No, 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 no. We aren't doing this. We aren't doing this. I don't care who the quarterback is for the Dolphins. If they are a average level NFL quarterback or higher, they should lead that stat because you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. There is, n- I don't know if there's ever been a receiving core. Better than those two. True. They are so fucking speedy. They got all the speed over there in Miami. Fuck. Isn't even Mostert per, is insanely isn't fast. Yards per pass thrown, like airtime. No yards per pass thrown. It's taking all of the yards that you've accumulated, which does includes all the yak for the receivers, and then dividing that by the amount of passes you've attempted and seeing what that final number is. Ergo, the Dolphins quarterback should be leading that. Now, the fact that Tannehill 
is there. He's top ten. Yeah. Is very five, interesting. Actually. Because Tannehill ain't got no weapons. So that one's intriguing. And I know people want to say Traylon Burks as if for the first ten weeks of the year he didn't play. He didn't make Tannehill get up there. No. Like, yeah. I don't think you will get this one in a million years. Okay. What quarterback has the lowest interception percentage in the NFL right now? Is it an actual starter or a backup? It's an actual starter. Okay. These are only actual starters currently, except for Jimmy well, G. But you know what I mean? Andy Dalton's not an actual starter. He was the backup. Oh, right, yeah. No, so this dude. That's what I mean. Is it a guy who's playing team. because yeah. somebody's not healthy or whatever? Okay. He's the actual starter for his team. Oh, lowest interception percentage. The next two through five on this list Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, Goff, and Jimmy G. I'm taking a shot. Is it Sam Darnold? No, I don't Damn. think Donald's going to pass. Oh, those. he might not qualify. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I feel like you're setting me up for this one. Is it Danny Dimes? It is Danny Dimes with a 1.1%. I wanted to guess that first, but I started thinking about Sam Darnold, and I was like, I don't know if dude's thrown a pick yet this year. So I don't think he has. So I know he hasn't started all the games, obviously, but... I don't, I don't remember Darnold throwing a pick. Not yet, no. I know in the game where he probably should have against the Broncos, he made Pat Sertan look awful. He was Every play was targeting Pat Sertan. It was weird. Darnold wanted to flex against the Broncos for some reason. And uh, that's not ideal. Okay, well, I don't know what just happened, but we lost Jake. So I'm going to call it there and then, like, recall Jake because I don't know what's going on on my phone and say thank you and all that stuff. So for now, I want to say thank you to you guys for watching. Thank you again to Jake for being here. Uh, We'll have to pick this episode up again later, maybe go into all of this, you know, weird numbers stuff but for now i think that'll do it for me so thanks for watching we'll catch you in the next one peace